Hello, and welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. My name is Zane, and I'm here with my co-host, Ronnie. How you doing, Ronnie? Doing well, as always. How have you been? Man, I've been pretty, pretty good. So, we have what may seem like a basic episode here, but, uh, you know, for a lot of people, I feel like just the basics tend to get overlooked, and so what we're going to do is look into tips to improve your Vive experience. That's all it is, from basic setup to how you interact with it every day and some quick maybe cleaning tips or maintenance tips overall. Yeah. No, a lot of these a lot of these tips that we're going to go over are things that you might not think about until you run into an issue. So it it's we th- just thought it would be best to mention it here so that you're not caught off guard. Exactly. And so uh, the thing is Ronnie and I started coming up with a list of tips ourselves uh, and then just did a quick Google search to see what else was out there and we actually came across an article on Mashable by Adam Rosenberg, which we thought was pretty comprehensive. And uh, so we, th- we thought we'd roll with that one and then add the uh, the bonus ones that we had at the end as well. Uh, so I don't know, Ronnie, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. So the first tip uh, that we're going to go over is running the installation immediately. Now, this is something that uh, shouldn't be overlooked. And if you open the Vibe and follow the instructions, then you really shouldn't you know, have any issue getting this done. Uh, the Vibe does come with instructions uh, that you can you know, follow step-by-step uh, step to, to get everything set up. And I, and I do believe the first thing on there is to run the software. But um, you know, sometimes, especially nowadays, if, if you already have Steam installed or something, you think you're just going to plug it and get, plug it in and go. And th- that's um, an important point, too, that Steam is its own separate installation. Yep. So basically what you need to do, you just need to go to Vive.com. Um, I think it's, is it HTC Vive? or, or It's just Vive.com. Okay. So go to Vive.com and right there at the upper right-hand corner of the screen is going to be a little... Uh, a little logo where you can click to download and install the software. Yeah. So you want to download it, install it, and that's going to be the main Vive software. But then you're also then going to want to go to uh, download Steam itself. Yep. And, and I mean, their software is pretty comprehensive in terms of its setup instructions. Uh, and so they'll walk you right through it. And yeah, that one is probably the first and foremost, one of the most important. <laughs> yep. Uh, next one is one that I, I probably wouldn't, or I'm sorry, it's one that I would have overlooked had I not built the computer with you, and that's not using the HDMI port from the motherboard, but making sure you stick it into the proper one on the graphics card. Yep. And so, uh, like I said, this might seem very, very basic to longtime gamers and people who are really, you know, deep into the space, but for someone who's just trying to get new, uh, you know, trying to get, into the Vive and maybe uh, a new to computer gaming in general. Uh, this is just a quick, yeah. a quick tip for your average person. You're like, you know, maybe you bought your uh, your VR ready uh, pre-built system from Alienware, some other company, and you bring it home and you just see a bunch of HDMI ports on the back of the computer, and you figure they all, you know, do the same thing. Doesn't matter where I plug it in. Well, no, uh, you do need to plug it into the graphics card rather than the motherboard itself. Um, if you plug it into the motherboard, you're going to be running off of the, the built-in graphics from the processor. The, the processor has, it own, has its own uh, GPU, and it's substantially weaker 
than any kind of standalone uh, GPU or graphics processor that I'm sure you paid good money for on your system. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're, you're not using what you paid for. Yeah, so, so and usually, I mean, on a, on a pre-built system, uh, the way you're going to... I, for, for a laptop, it's a little bit different. Usually, uh, the one HDMI on there will, will actually go to your graphics processor if, if it has one built in, um, and it should if you're trying to use it for VR. Yeah. Um, but most likely, you have a desktop PC, and the way you're going to usually find out where the graphics card is is by seeing the HDMI that's in the lower slots on the, on the, on the PC. So there, there'll be like you know, separate slots from where you plug in all the other stuff like USBs and whatnot. Um, you go down to that slot if you, if you don't know what a uh, graphics card looks like. Those bottom slots where they're kind of separated out, and you'll see, you know, an HDMI along with display ports and uh, usually a, a DVI port still. So you, you use those ports. Yep, yep. Next one is, well, so Adam on his article said to get light stands. Uh, now, I personally don't uh, just, I wanted to do the wall mounting. I thought it was a little bit more secure. But I think for mobility and more so just uh, being able to easily tweak stuff, he recommended getting light stands. And I know, Ronnie, you don't have light stands, but you have an alternative solution. Yeah, so I have uh, floor-to-ceiling uh, poles that I use to mount my my sensors. And, I mean, I do think that mounting them directly to the walls are a good solution for people that have that ability. Also, if you have uh, like bookshelves or something like that that are high enough and in the right place, you could probably set them up there. Um, but in general, you want as secure of a mount as possible. And the reason I went with uh, my poles are because I wanted something that was mobile, something that I could, you know, take with me on trips. I have family, uh, you know, a few hours away that I wanted to show the Vive to. So I knew I'd be taking it in the system in the car with me and setting it up, you know, to and from different locations. So I looked into the options, and the downside to uh, using light poles, uh, or, uh, yeah, camera poles, rather, or, or light poles. Light stands. Light yeah. stands, there you go. I was looking <laughs> for the word. Um, the downside of using light stands is that they usually have a large base to keep them sturdy. So the bottom takes up a big portion of your room. Um, but with the, uh, with the poles, you don't have to worry about that. So especially if you're limited in space, it's much better to get the pole solution because it's literally a single pole that you you unhook from the middle and extend so that it kind of becomes taut from the, from the ceiling to the floor. And by doing that, you waste a lot less space, but you still have the mobility. Now, the only downside to using them, and, and I mean, you can go on Amazon and purchase them, and I'm sure there's cheaper ones, you know, probably anywhere from 50 to 75 bucks for both, for both, uh, for both of the poles. Um, in addition to the poles, you want to make sure that if they don't include it, that they also have uh, like a camera mount uh, that attaches to the pole. Usually the poles will come separate. So, I mean, we're talking like five bucks to get like a little plastic and, and really the, the mount, the, the mounting, uh, uh, the threaded screw or whatever that's on the, 
on the base station, the right? base stations. They're just your typical same exact mounting point as any kind of you know DSLR or something like that. Yeah. So so it's it's pretty easy to find something. Uh, but you know, go ahead and do a Google search. Make sure you're getting what you need. Um, but yeah, it's so so yeah. I I love having my poles, and I was getting to it earlier, but I'll mention it now. Um, the one downside to poles is that you can't use it in a room with, you know, super high ceilings. So if you ever think you might want to use your Vive in uh, gymnasiums or something where uh, it's a super high ceiling then in that situation, it would be better to get the, the light stand the option. Light stands. Yeah. But you do save on the square footage, and in, a, in the room-scale reality that we live in now, you got to fight for every square inch you can get. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I love, I love the poles that I got. So if, you're, if you don't want to mount it, I recommend the poles if you have a, a, a relatively low ceiling. I've seen them in action, too, and I would recommend it as well. All right, so the next one, then, is using earbuds instead of instead of over-the-ear headphones. Now, I know that the Vive comes with its own earbuds. It does. If you have a better set or a set with a slightly longer cable, I personally prefer using a different type of set. I think Zane even just uses his... his uh, his the, ear, the, 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 like, Apple yeah, headphones that came or in headset that came with them. So, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's much better to use earbuds, number one, because it blocks out sound and makes it a little bit more immersive. I, I mean, over the, the ear headphones can block out sound too, but then the disadvantage of those is just they feel big and bulky. I mean, as it is, the Vive headset is pretty heavy. I mean, you're going to yeah. have, you know, a lot of weight on top of your head already. And yep. so, and then, and I mean, on, in addition to that, I mean, obviously, earbuds can fall out of your ears sometimes, too. But in my experience, when you're ducking and dodging and moving your head up and down, uh, having large headphones on that could potentially slide off uh, really get in your way. So I, I do think that earbuds, if you're going to use headphones rather than any kind of uh, speakers or anything like that, you know, earbuds are preferable. Yep. Uh, I mean, I use them, and I think that uh, they, they're much better than the over that the ear headphones options because uh, I have both and I've tried both. Okay. But yeah, so the the next one, it seems pretty elementary, but you know what? I've found myself doing it more and more recently and that's honestly just to unplug and untangle the cord as often as you can. Uh, I mean, what ends up happening is that I'm in the middle of a game where I've been playing for a while and you know, you keep turning around and that cord keeps spinning and spinning and coiling and uh, coiling up and uh, eventually, uh, you know, you'd run, you'd run out of real estate where you can't, Pull or tug on it without pulling it out, and so yeah. And again, I and I think it helps too. I mean, the 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 straighter you keep the wire, the, I think longer term it'll it'll tend to coil a little less. In general, the coil that came with the H the Vives uh, up to this point, there is like a separate. There's a single type of threaded cord that that are coming out on some of the units, but most Vive units have this kind of you know. The three-in-one, right? Yeah, it's like a three-in-one cable, but the cable itself is is kind of like almost like a flat ribbon cable uh, type setup, and it does tend to kind of get a little wonky uh, when you're going around in circles. It it has kind of a, a hard, inflexible nature to it that, in some instances, helps quite a bit. But if it gets tangled, it's it's kind of a little bit tough to deal with. So, yep. yeah, just in general, unplugging it from uh, from the the 
the the main station. I'm I'm I can't remember what what vibe what HCC refers to it as. The base station? No, not oh, not the base. It's um, I don't know the little the little USB dongle thing that you connect the oh the that vibe you connect into. the vibe to yeah. I, it's escaping me right now, but <laughs> anyone that has a Vive is going to know what I'm talking about. The little box that connects the Vive. The link with, box. The link box. There That's you go. That's what it is. The link box from that connects the Vive headset to your computer. So you just unplug it from there and then, you know, just, you know, unwind it and then plug it back in and then you're good to go. Yep. Pretty simple. So then the next one, uh, the next tip was get a collapsible TV tray. Now, I... I personally didn't need to get one of these, but I think especially when you're in cramped environments, it does make a lot of sense. Um, basically, just something that if you need a table in the room, but you want to be able to move it out of the way quickly in order to, to get going on, on room-scale VR, uh, it's nice to have something that's collapsible so that it doesn't take up a lot of room. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that extends to anything that's more portable or foldable. Uh, I, to me, this one seemed like a little bit of a no-brainer. I mean, you're going to set it up in a space that you have room to do this in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I mean, if you're maybe in uh, New York or you got a smaller apartment or wherever, yeah, it would make sense. But um, yeah, and whatever works for your space, honestly, I mean, you'll you'll kind of get a sense of of how much room you want to clear out in order to set up the room scale system. And when you do that, uh, my recommendation is to do it in a way where you don't have to move too much heavy furniture. Uh, when you're when you're gonna get ready to play, because if if you do have to do that, it's going to de-incentivize you from from pulling out your vibe whenever you feel like uh, having a fun time. So yeah, very so, true. So, anyways, the next one, and I believe we're actually on the last tip that was on the Mashable article. Yeah. It is get a mannequin head. I, you know, I didn't even think about this. But I like it. I it, like it a lot. <laughs> it's actually a really, really smart idea. I mean, aside from the fact that I'd be totally creeped out by there being this weird mannequin head in my living room somewhere. Uh, I mean, obviously, the idea being you, you throw the, the headset on there and it's supposed to pre- prevent dust and other just particles from getting in. Uh, I, it just seems like a, one of those no-brainer solutions. But and You know, I mean, I don't have one yet, but I think I, I probably am going to try to get one. I think it'd be kind of funny to have that mannequin head with the VR system just sitting there <laughs> for people to come and just, because it'll really highlight what is that thing that you, I mean. It will. It, it'll look pretty cool. It might, they, people might think it's some type of decoration. <laughs> <clears throat> so then, yeah, so so now we went through all the seven, uh, you know, uh, seven tips that were on the Mashable article, and I think they were great. Uh, we came up with two or three on our own that we thought uh would be uh, worth mentioning in addition to to those tips. And the first one's actually one of the most important ones, I think, for people that will be showing off their vibe to friends. And, uh, yeah, that's washing the faceplates often. Um, I cannot stress enough that maybe you don't sweat a lot and you're used to keeping your vibe in, in good condition on your own. Uh, but when you bring people over, there's no telling who and to what extent uh, those people will be sweating when they're playing longbow or other kinds of games. And being able to wash them quickly and realize when one might be getting soggy to swap it with, with one of the other faceplates that came with your Vive is crucial. 
Yeah, and you can get uh, additional faceplates from HTC's or the Vive's website directly. Or, I mean, we were actually looking at a couple on Amazon. They got some pretty interesting deals there. Although, I mean, those aren't made by the official developer or yeah, manufacturer. We so we, we'd have to test those out before yeah, personally we, recommending we them. We haven't we just, tri- tried them yet. And yeah. there are some other options like uh, like covers that fit over the, the foam that came with the Vive as well. Um, I've tried a VR cover. It wasn't great for me, but I've heard other people liking it. So just in general, to ke- kind of keep in mind that you do want to take care of that foam cover, that if it gets bad, you'll want to eventually replace them, that you do have the option to replace yep, them. Yep. Um, and for me, I mean, there are instructions with the Vive that explains how you wash the, the, the face plates. Usually I just use a little bit of uh, liquid hand soap and just kind of, you know, lightly kind of brush over the foam and then use a little bit of water to kind of brush it out and uh, and kind of squeegee the, the foam almost. And when I do that, I mean, so far they seem like they've been holding up pretty well. And if I set it over a fan or something just to dry while we're using the other one, uh, they tend to actually dry out decently fairly, quickly. Yeah, yeah so. quickly. I mean, I've done the same thing on, based on your recommendation. Uh, so the uh, the next bonus tip that we have for you is uh, to use the advanced setup whenever you're you're setting up the room scale part. Uh, now, I mean, and the idea being like, don't be afraid of it. Uh, I think the first time I set up, I did the the basic setup where you ba- you track the room with yeah, the controller. I, I did the same thing. Uh, but once I started using advanced setup, I, to me, it's actually a little bit easier. Uh, I mean, you'll have your room set up already, or at least the idea of your play space set up already. And I mean, it's just four corners and it makes it set up that much faster and that yep. much cleaner, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think the why they call it advanced is probably because when you before you've ever set up the Vive, you don't really have a sense of what kind of an area it's looking for and that kind of thing. Yeah. So by tracing out the area, uh, the software itself kind of, you know, figures out what the ideal play area is for that space. So I can see why they don't call it, why why they want you to trace it out at least initially. But 100% agree, Zane. Um, if you know what kind of a space it's looking for and what kind of a play area you're able to fit in your room, yep. using the advanced uh, setting is so much easier. You literally just have to click it in the corners that you need, and it draws lines connecting the corners, and you're and you're good to go. You don't have to worry about it about the software being wonky and making your play area smaller than it should be or, you know, super, you know, I don't know, lo- losing line of sight with the sensors and not tracing a wall properly. It just, it works really well. So. Yep. Uh, I mean, I would definitely recommend it myself. And so uh, I think we got one more bonus tip, and this is one that you just recommended to me earlier today, actually. I, and, uh, well, well, let's get into it. It's you're, You set up a fan, one, for cooling, but also to give you a sense of direction. And I know what we were discussing is that that kind of takes you out of the experience, but it also, you know, while you're in there, you, you'll you be able to quickly get a sense of where you are in the room. Yeah, and I don't think it takes you out so bad. I mean, if it was, if it was something that really bothered me, or bothered you, rather, um, then, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. So if, if you try it and you don't like it, then you can always turn off the fan. But I, I do think it can help so that... If you're trying to stay away from obstacles in the room, in addition to uh, you know the the chaperone system and all those other uh, features that the Vive presents, having a fan will you know 
kind of give you a sense of where you are in the room and also, you know, hopefully keep you from uh, sweating all over <laughs> your vibe. I don't know. I don't know if you'll be able to do that. <laughs> a lot of these games got me ducking and dodging. And so, yep. Uh, well, I think that is all we have for the tips today. Uh, like I said, some of them were basic. Some of them were new to me. Some of them were new to Ronnie as well. So hopefully they'll help you in your experience. If you have any others that you'd like to share, Please let us know uh, anything that we may not have missed or anything that we may have missed or may not have mentioned. We'd really appreciate it from you guys. So thanks again for listening and we will talk to you very, very soon.